Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. It's a chance to be first in the Metro edition of Flyers Daily. And welcome to your March 10th, Tuesday, game day edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Make sure you give us a subscribe if you have not done so already. Make sure you leave us a rating. Make sure you leave us a review. We appreciate it when you do. Oh, what a day today is going to be. Such a great opportunity for the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. Let me tell you about a great opportunity for you, though, real quick. The Flyers, they welcome the Minnesota Wild and Edmonton Oilers this weekend for back-to-back face-offs at the Wells Fargo Center. So be a part of the home ice advantage and get tickets now at philadelphiaflyers.com. How about Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl coming to town on Sunday? It's going to be a lot of fun this weekend, but what is on tap tonight at the Wells Fargo Center? <laughs> An opportunity. It's opportunity, and it's knocking at the door. Did I just do that? That was cheesy, uh, but I don't care because it's a, a great day. The Flyers now have the opportunity to grab the top spot in the Metropolitan Division all by themselves. Why? Well, that's because the Washington Capitals went and they lost to the Buffalo Sabres. Now, they got a point. So as this day begins, they are a point up on the Flyers in the standings. They now have 90 points. They had a a shootout loss to the Buffalo Sabres. I thought the Flyers were the only team that lost to bad teams. I was told that a couple months ago. Uh, But no, the the Washington Capitals on the road lose to the Sabres 3-2 in the shootout. The Caps were actually down in the game 2-0 in the third period, and they stormed back. Ovechkin got a goal, uh, and then uh, they they ended up tying the game at 2. And then with about two and a half minutes left, Brandon Montour scored, but they called goalie interference. That would have been a Caps loss in regulation, so it went to overtime, went to the shootout, went to about like seven rounds in the shootout, but eventually uh, Linus Unmark makes the stop uh, and gets the extra point for the Buffalo Sabres. Caps pick up the loser point. They move the record to 41-20-8 on the season. As I mentioned, they now have 90 points. Flyers one point back with 89 points. So now you got a little bit of a stagger, if you will, or at least an opportunity for a stagger with the standings where each team going into that game tonight had the same exact record, only the way they achieved it was slightly different. They each had the same amount of regulation wins, uh, but the Caps had one more regulation overtime win than the Flyers. So essentially the Flyers had one more win via the shootout than the, uh, the Caps did. But with the loss tonight, two points for the Flyers now puts them ahead of the Caps instead of just ties them with the Caps, uh, provided the Flyers are able to, A, get a win, and B, uh, if they pick up a point and end up losing, then obviously you're back on the same even playing field and you're suffering from the same thing you were before. You have that tiebreaker, which the Caps have. So this is the opportunity that presents itself for the Flyers with the Caps with the one-point lead in the division. Flyers also looking to win their 10th straight game, and they're doing it against a very good opponent. Now, Boston is no joke. They lead the NHL. They've been at the top of the NHL for a while now, pretty much since they took over the top spot in the entire league in the, in the race for the President's Trophy from the Boston Bruins. They have 98 points. The next closest team, two of them, is Tampa Bay and St. Louis, and they've got 92 points. Then Colorado with 90. The Caps, who uh, just got their 90th point tonight, and the Philadelphia Flyers with 89. That's your top six in the NHL. And uh, this opportunity for the Flyers tonight to take on a team like Boston. Now, you can sit there, and I, I kind of made fun of it a couple weeks ago about measuring stick games. 
They've beaten Boston this year. They stormed back from that 5-2 uh, deficit at the Wells Fargo Center to force overtime in a shootout, and that's when Brad Marchand obviously uh, flubbed on the puck or whiffed, whatever you want to call it, and the Flyers came away with the win. Uh, Flyers back at home. Boston, good team on the road, 21-10-3. and uh, Flyers at home, 25-5-4. and and this is one of those games that no matter how you slice it, trying to win your 10 straight game, always difficult. You couple that with the fact that it's the Boston Bruins and that the Flyers have an opportunity with the two points to take the top spot in the division. To say it's a big game would be the understatement of the year. Now, when you look at Boston, it's not hard to figure out why they are the top team in the NHL. Uh, you just Look, first of all, it passes the eye test. They have tremendous talent. When you got a guy like David Pasternak, who's got 48 goals, Brad Marchand's got 58 assists. Uh, I mean, it's it's really easy to figure out. And the one guy I didn't even mention there is, is Patrice Bergeron, who is sensational. They have great goaltending. They have depth at goaltending as well. Tuka Rask has a 2.18 goals against average. He's got 25 wins on the season. Their backup is Yaro Halak. Zdeno Chara has been around forever, but still getting the job done. He's a plus 25. But here's the reason why they're the best team in the NHL points-wise at this point in the season. They're eighth in the NHL in goals per game at 3.26. Now, they're number one in goals against per game at 2.42. Their power play is second in the NHL, clicking at a 25.1%, and their penalty kill uh, clicks at an 84%, and that is third in the NHL. So as I always refer to it, great margins in their special teams and great margins in where they rank uh, in the pantheon of the NHL, both offensively, defensively, and then you combine that with the special teams. And this isn't this isn't rocket science to figure out why the Boston Bruins are the top team in the NHL points-wise at this point in the season. They're, they're very well coached. They're disciplined. They're seasoned. They really have it all, and they got a lot of weapons. And it goes without saying that the Flyers need to do what they did a couple games ago, uh, really the last two games, the stay out of the box a couple of games ago where they didn't take a single penalty against Carolina. And then if you do go in the box, great penalty killing like they did against the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday. So really, those are two huge elements to this game. And, and you know, I'm looking at the standings and I got a tweet from a guy earlier tonight. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't remember his name, but sorry. He said the Flyers, if they can get a win tomorrow night, they're, they're within like five points of the President's Trophy, trying to win the President's Trophy. Maybe we can win the President's Trophy. And I'm like, huh, snore. I really don't care about the President's Trophy. Because what I know is that teams that win the President's Trophy in the NHL very rarely win the Stanley Cup. And if the Flyers are going to go on this push to win the President's Trophy, it's going to be consuming. And look, you want to win as many games as you can because you want to secure as much home ice advantage in the playoffs as you can. I get it. Like, I understand that line of thinking. But... To sit here and push with, you know, just 14 games left for the President's Trophy. That's not the trophy I want. I I don't care about the President's Trophy. I want the Stanley Cup. And teams that win that President's Trophy generally don't win the Stanley Cup. It's it's very rare for a President's Trophy team to win the Stanley Cup. It just doesn't happen. Look at last year. You look at a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning. They had 128 points last year. They got bounced in the first round. They got swept. So the other thing is you can look at it and say, well— I want to secure as much home ice advantage as I can in the playoffs. And again, that's great in theory, but the Stanley Cup playoffs are so unpredictable that you can end up with home ice advantage as a seventh seed in the conference final like the Flyers did in 2010 because they took on the eighth seed Montreal Canadiens who upset the number one seed President's Trophy winning team in the first round, which was the Washington Capitals. But the notion of getting the top spot in the division, now that does intrigue me. And then here's why it intrigues me, because 
I think the path is far easier. It's not easy because it's never easy. And you can look at last year's playoffs and go, wow, it was so unpredictable with obviously Columbus upsetting uh, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning and sweeping them. But you saw you know, Pittsburgh get swept uh, by the Islanders, and then the Islanders got swept by Carolina. So it's really unpredictable round to round how things can play out. But, for example, if the season ended today and the Flyers were the two seed, you get Pittsburgh in the first round. Now, Pittsburgh's reeling again. I don't know what's going on with this team. They lost six straight. They won two games over the Sabres in Ottawa. No great feat there. But now they've lost two straight again, and they're giving up goals at an alarming rate. They're 2-8 and in their last 10. They look like a vulnerable opponent. But that's also a team I go, okay, they know how to flip the switch come playoff time and go push in for another cup. I just don't think they have the goaltending for that this year. But okay, the Flyers and Penguins in the first round. And then where would you go after that? You would get the winner of Washington. And in this scenario, you get the winner of Washington and Columbus. Because the Bruins would end up getting Carolina in the first round. Tampa Bay would taste the Toronto Maple Leafs. But if you have that top spot in the division, the the opponent I'd rather see more than the Penguins from, from a competitive standpoint or a lesser competition standpoint, I'd rather see the Flyers in the top spot draw uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets or the Carolina Hurricanes because I think those teams are far inferior of uh, of the Flyers and where they are right now and, where, and the way they're playing. And you couple that, I, I look at both of those teams, and first of all, Columbus is so banged up, and they don't have the depth or the talent, and Carolina it doesn't have the goaltending. Even if the Islanders get in, I'm not scared of the Islanders. The only team I'd actually be a little scared of if you were the number one uh, number one team in the Metro would be the Rangers. They're the team that would intimidate me more than the Islanders, Hurricanes, or Blue Jackets. But that top spot in the division, it not only secures you a little bit more home ice, so I understand the thinking there, but what it does is it makes your first round, to me, uh, more weighted in your favor. Now, that doesn't mean much in the NHL playoffs because anything can happen. We know that. But... You know, when you're facing a team like Pittsburgh, who's been there, done that, you know, the core of that team's won three cups, back-to-back cups just a couple years ago, and a coach that's won a cup, and a goalie in Matt Murray, I don't even know if he would start the playoffs for them at this point, but that's a team uh, that I would fit, is not as inferior as Columbus, Carolina, or the Islanders. That's just the way I look at it. So that's why I target the top spot in the division. But this notion of going for it to try and win the President's Trophy, uh, to me, I I can't even worry about that. You know, I don't want to worry about a a President's Trophy. I want to worry about the Boston Bruins tonight. That's what I want to worry about. A team that's 43-14-12 and and this huge opportunity that sits at the doorstep tonight. It sits at the doorstep of the Wells Fargo Center as the Flyers are going to take on the Boston Bruins. Now, what do you got to do to beat the Bruins? Well, couple things. You got to be disciplined. You got to stay out of the box because that power play, as I mentioned, is terrific. The other thing you got to do is you got to sticks in lanes is absolutely paramount. And it's something that a couple people have actually tweeted it to me. Um, One of the improvements that the Flyers have had defensively is their ability to not let the pucks in the offensive zone um, go cross ice passes. Like there's an imaginary line that goes up the middle of the net. It's called a slot line. They don't let pucks cross the slot line. When pucks cross the slot line, the chances of scoring goes up a tremendous amount because the goalie's got to move side to side completely to the other side of his net. That's all. A lot of decisions have to be made in the ice when the puck travels that far in the offensive zone. That's when mistakes can happen. And the Flyers got sticks in lanes to prevent those cross-ice passes because David Pasternak will score a ton on those cross-ice passes 
in a very similar position to Alexander Ovechkin. Not only that, but he's got two guys on that line that can deliver him that pass, and Brad Marchand, and also obviously Patrice Bergeron. So you got it, you got it, and that's particularly on the penalty kill. That's an area where the Flyers have been a lot better. So you got to stay out of the box. You don't want to put that team on the power play. Uh, and that line is one. Here's why I feel good about the matchup. It's because the matchup is Sean Couturier's line with Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek against Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, and David Pasternak. If you can come out of that as just even, forget net positive, just even, I think the Flyers' depth can handle the rest of the Boston Bruins. That's the, that's the key to this game, is this is a depth game for me. And it's also an interesting one for Carter Hart, because the stage in the NHL for him has not been too big on any occasion. He has played tremendous since coming back from his injury. I think he's got a 9.48 save percentage or something. It's uh, Well, 9.18, but 9.48 at home. And, of course, the game is at home. Uh, when you look at the, the numbers, this is a game, though, that a young goalie could get intimidated by when you have the top team in the NHL coming in and you have the chance, after everything that's going on this season, to take the top spot in the division. It's going to be a really interesting game. I'm glad that he's playing really well at this time because this, well, I won't call it a measuring stick game per se for the team, but I will say it'll be an interesting game to see how Carter Hart performs in this one. A lot of my focus will be there because I think that could be a harbinger if he plays well of the Carter Hart you might see in the playoffs. That's what I'm looking at for tonight. Now, it's going to be a huge game tonight. Everybody, if you're going down to the game, let me know where you're at. Let me know if you're going down, where you're going to be. It's going to be a great time. Let's get pumped up. Flyers-Bruins, the opportunity to take the top spot in the Metro. It happens tonight. Everybody, thanks for listening to Flyers Daily. Enjoy your hockey.